Hey, hey, you are listening to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn online marketing, mindset hacks, and fuel your entrepreneur's soul so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own business, even if you're just starting out or if you've been in business for a while. I'm Sharon Koenig, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals, your dreams, and create the financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. Plus, hear interviews from special guests who share their own tips, strategies, and advice on how you can break through to success. If you're ready to dig in, listen in to today's episode. Well, hello there, my fearlesspreneur. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Fearless Pursuits podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Lee, formerly Sharon Koenig. I'm really excited to do this podcast because this is actually something I myself have thought of doing a few times, and I wonder if you have too. So entrepreneurs are always thinking of different ways to create money, create income, and it can be an alternative stream of income or just a source that helps you have a specific lifestyle. And I'm certainly no different. So if you're ready to jump in and start thinking about some very different ideas to making money, especially money online, then this episode is for you. Now, As a quick reminder, we are doing a live vision board party in the Facebook group and you are invited. It's going to be so much fun. Remember, we need to visualize what we want to help our minds look for ways to be resourceful and actually go out and create it. Science shows us this, and even some of the best athletes in the world practice visualization and get amazing results. This is what average people do to become extraordinary. So just go to Facebook and either look at the link in my profile, if we're friends, or if we're not, it's an open profile, or you can just search at the top for the six-figure conscious entrepreneur community. Just join and you'll see the posts that I've created talking about how you can actually prepare for the party so you can walk away with your very own vision board. It's going to be a blast and I really am excited because it's something that I've been needing to do for a long time. I've got some that are online and what we know is that having it in person, having it in front of you is what you really need. So this is going to be so perfect for you. If you are re- if you're needing to redo yours or if you've never done one before. So go on in and join today so we can get on it. It's this Sunday. So get on it now. All right, let's talk about being a little diverse here with our entrepreneur thoughts. Are you ready? I've got a very special interview for y'all. 
I'm introducing Andrea Thomas today. Now she's the bomb diggity, seriously. I loved having the opportunity to uh, talk with her and learn so much more about her. I'm so impressed with what she's done and how she helps entrepreneurs. Now, if you've ever thought about e-commerce or selling on Amazon, this is the podcast episode for you. Andrea is the creator of the Scratch Me Not product, which is a line for children and infants with skin concerns that make them itch. It's really an extraordinary product that's changed families' lives and certainly made some, some children feel much better. Andrea learned all by herself how to create the Scratch Me Not product that she named and promote them right so she knows how to actually create them but also promote them now she's actually helping and teaching other entrepreneurs actually launch their own Amazon and e-commerce stores to not only make money which is a, you know one of the biggest goals right but actually solve real world problems with passion products so let's get going and welcome Andrea Thomas of andreathomascollective.com well, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you coming here and sharing your wisdom, your expertise, and anything that can help my fearless listeners so that they can thrive in their business. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk and to um, kind of shed some light on some areas within entrepreneurship that I know um, people are thinking about or pondering on and just want some direction. So thank yes. you for inviting me. You're welcome. I'm excited. So I have an opportunity to know about your story, right? But mm -hmm. before we dive into that, my audience doesn't know anything about you. Why don't you share something that most people don't know about you? Um, I love the movie Zoolander. <laughs> oh my God, so do I, all of them, right? Yes, yes, I love that movie. Um, that's been like one of my, I, I love like quirky, funny, um, random movies like that. So that's one of my items. And his face, what is it? It's uh, Blue Steel. <laughs> I want to see your best Blue Steel face. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Of course, <laughs> listeners can see it. So good, so good. Yes, it's so good. Oh, that's great. I know, he's hilarious. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I watched it over and over and over again. I haven't given my kids privy to my, to my little secret, but they'll, they'll know eventually. Eventually, when they get old enough to, yes. oh my God, because there are def definitely some uh, adult... Um, there are some moments. You went those. <laughs> That's yes, fun. That, yes. that gives me some insight into your personality. Yes, yes. It's, you know, I try to have like a, you know, serious side of me. But of course, um, you know, my personality has, just has to has to flow. It has to come out. I, I, in the beginning, I was like very like, okay, we're focused on business. But after a mm -hmm. while, I'm like, you know what? We got to have fun with this. We want to we wanna enjoy this aspect of life, not just behind the scenes. Oh my gosh, you'd get so burned out if you were just so serious all the time. Yes, you yes. know, it is, it, it really honestly makes business such a freaking drag when you cannot have fun in your life. Yes. And you know, that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed leaving corporate because I didn't have to fit into this mold. I could be who I was anytime mm -hmm. I wanted to be all the time. And um, I found myself kind of going back to, you know, how you should be in corporate in this little box mm -hmm. of personality. And trained. Um, 
Yeah, someone called me out on it, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm turning into the bobblehead. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, stop <laughs> that shiitake right now. I had to stop that immediately. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I fell in love with your story, you know, not that it resonated so much with me, but that I, I thought that it was a story that I needed to highlight on this podcast, because I really, first of all, think that there's a lot of listeners who are still looking for their next business idea. They're still looking for an opportunity that's actually going to be able to give them this lifestyle they want, right? Mm -hmm. But also because there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with, you know, balancing personal life, balancing their business life, and really trying to make their business thrive. And I thought your story would really help them really make their minds um, change, you know, make their minds kind of shift so they know that they can become bulletproof just like you did. So I've had that opportunity to hear your story. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your story, how you got started and, you know, all of the shifts that happened for you and where you are now. Oh my goodness. So um, I am an inventor of a product called the Scratch Me Not and it came along um, because I was becoming a new mom. And so I was in the architecture and living my life, just got married, kind of embarking on a new chapter of, you know, just, just living. Um, and so found out I was having a little one and she was born and I took some time off from work to figure out, you know, if I wanted to stay off of work longer, be a hundred percent full-time mom, I just wasn't really sure. Um, because I knew that the 12 weeks off was a little short for me and I wasn't sure how I felt about sending my little one off to a daycare while I worked um, eight to five. So I was like, let me just, you know, tip, dip my toe in the water and see how it is. Well, little did I know that um, along the way, my daughter had a skin condition called eczema and it started to rear its face um, in like around two months of age. And she was actively scratching, um, which I'd never really seen a newborn like actively scratch. I've mm. seen like the random, you know, they move their hand a certain way to scratch your face. But um, as far as, you know, rubbing on sheets or taking their hand and rubbing and scratching. So I took her to the doctor to kind of figure out, okay, what's going on? What are these little, you know, those redness that I'm seeing? And the doctor just kind of shrugged it off and said, you know, it's just newborn skin. Um, babies don't actively scratch until six months. They don't have those itch indicators until then. And being a new mom, thinking maybe it's all in my head. And so I took her word for it. But as time progressed, it was getting worse. The rash was spreading. Um, she was starting to be discolored and um, the, the scratching intensity had gotten so bad that we couldn't even give her a bath without her oh digging gosh. into her skin. Poor baby. And so, yeah, that, that was first time mom. Um, I'm with her 24 seven and I'm racking my brain thinking what's going on. So, um, you know, those 3 a.m., you can't sleep, you're on Google figuring out, you know, what could it be? And I, and I kind of self-diagnosed her with eczema. Took her back to the doctor. The doctor was like, yeah, you know, it's eczema, but don't worry. In about five years, she'll probably grow out of it. And <laughs> so I said, oh, five years. <laughs> Great. So um, I said, you know, is there anything that I'm doing? Because I was nursing at the time that's, that's contributing to it. Is there anything I can do to help it? And so she prescribed me steroids. She, she um, let me know there was no, nothing that I was doing in, that was adding to it. Food had not been connected to eczema at the time. And so um, there was, there was only thing I can do, really do was just put some creams on it, get some steroids mm -hmm. and keep it moving. 
So um, I was researching because I, I, in my gut, I just knew that that wasn't the only solution. Um, and so I was constantly Googling, figuring out, you know, what I could do to help it. And I came to the conclusion that food does trigger it. And um, as she got older, um, I, those things began to surface when we got some testing done. But prior to that, anytime I would make progress with her skin by tweaking what she was eating or kind of tweaking what I was eating, which is what she was eating, um, she would scratch away any of the progress. And so I said, okay, if I can figure out a product that can keep her from hurting herself long enough to let her skin heal, maybe we can break this cycle. And I couldn't find anything. And so my architecture brain started to help me design an idea in my head but these hands don't sew. <laughs> so I had to figure out how to create a prototype, how to get things um, cut and sewn. And I just knew, and I talked to my husband, and I said, you know, if, if this helps our daughter, then I know there are lots of parents out there that need this solution. And so I think I'm going to go ahead and, and manufacture it and make it myself and just get it out there. And so he cheered me on. He's like, okay, go ahead and do it. We spoke to different people about um, how to bring this thing to life. And as I watched the prototype work for her, that's how Scratch Not was born. And so flash forward, it's helped um, thousands of people around the world and it's continuing to do so. And so then I thought, you know what? There are probably <laughs> some moms out there or some busy um women out there that are selling their products online or have an idea in mind and they're just trying to figure out how to get it off the shelves and into their customers' hands because that's really the only way to change other people's lives is to get the product off the hand off the shelves and into their hands um, so they can use it. And so I started doing some coaching and then um, with the success of my own product, I realized Amazon is a really great option um, to have that built in um, community of buyers because Amazon works really hard to constantly attract buyers and then they open up the opportunity for small business owners even corporations to hop on that same platform and to sell products to their community to their to their customers and so um, I also started a business where I do all that for people so they can continue selling their products on their websites and then I and my team manage um, their Amazon sales. So that's pretty much how I got started. Um, I went from one child to five <laughs> and now along with taking one business and then having that um, spiral off into different different ventures. You're kind of a seasoned entrepreneur at this point. Aren't oh you? my goodness. It, you know, it's it's always still exciting though, no matter how, how much time goes by, it is exciting to see, you know, other people get their wins as well as to see, still see the testimonials for my own product. I love how your mind just started working into this problem solving. And you know, this is exactly what it takes for us to be entrepreneurs, to be a thriving entrepreneur, is to really go out and start and think, thinking about how it is we can solve problems. Mm -hmm. And you know, oftentimes, you know, we, well, we have to ask our question, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, we're thinking about starting a business, you know, is it an idea that starts it or is it my mm -hmm. passion that starts it? So in a lot of cases, 
is, is it's a passion that starts it. And when it, when that happens, then we have to say, okay, what are the problems mm -hmm. in this niche? Right. But for you, you, first of all, weren't even thinking about business at all. You're just thinking about solving this problem that you had in your own life. And, and then this mm -hmm. is how the mother of invention just created your business and then your mind just begins expanding and working in a way of thinking about how you can grow into a bigger business, a different business and helping more people. So I think that the really big lesson here, you know, when we're talking about us as entrepreneurs, you know, there's so many different things that go into being an entrepreneur. So I, I don't ever want to, you know, overshadow one thing over the other, but what's really key here in your story is how you're looking for opportunities to solve a problem yeah. and how this has aided you in being bulletproof because you don't really have any sort of problems because this is just how your mind works. So <laughs> how is it, you know, that you, you are constantly in this reinvention of yourself in phase. It, it's you going out and finding ways to go out and, and help in bigger, better ways. You know, I don't think I even think of it that way. I just think of it as it's working for me. So someone else needs this solution. Um, and, and my, the way my entrepreneurial flow has happened, everything, um, wasn't intentional. Like I didn't go out to start a business. I didn't leave my corporate job to start this business. I didn't even plan to do that, but this problem was, you know, basically sat on my lap and I had to solve it. And then there's something internally, I think that's like this, um, this drive that says, don't keep this to yourself. Like you have to go help someone else. And so as I was Googling on the forums and I was, I was on Facebook, um, I was like, okay, there's, there's more people available. And I, and it just made more questions pop up such as, okay, if, if you're seeing this with two people on this forum or five people on Facebook, how many people are born with this concern? Mm -hmm. What are the, what's the probability that if you make this product, do you have enough, do you have enough of an audience to sell it? Or will it only be five people total in the world <laughs> that experience this issue and therefore your sales are going to be capped and then it's going to turn into a hobby and out of business. And so those questions kept formulating. Mind you, I'm not getting a lot of sleep. <laughs> My daughter's not <laughs> sleeping. So all I have is time to think. Um, so I can either, either complain and whine about not getting sleep or I can do something productive. And that was researching solutions for her. Um, and then researching how to bring a business to life because I um, didn't really have a, a true understanding of how to, I, I knew how to take a product tangibly and mass produce it just, just logically, but I didn't know what it took to be an entrepreneur that started a business from the ground up. Because in corporate, um, typically you're given a role within a brand, within a business, and you do that role extremely well but now you're given a business and you mm -hmm. can't just stick to one role. So All that took a roles. little bit. Yeah. It took a little bit to get used to. Well, so what I heard that you did and what maybe the fearless listeners didn't hear was you literally went looking to see where your 
ideal client was hanging out. Mm -hmm. And you did a little bit of some market research. You asked some questions and you found that there were other people that were looking for this. So, you know, that that's something that's missing for a lot of entrepreneurs is they, they don't want to take that time to go and, and look and find out, you know, what is it that people want? Where are my ideal clients hanging out? And mm -hmm. then to asking questions so that you can better formulate your marketing and, yeah. you know, improve the product or the service or whatever it is. So that market research was key in what you did. But second to that, you, you actually went out and looked, where are my ideal clients hanging out? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people miss this. But beyond that, I really wanted to dissect, I want to start breaking down some of what it is you're doing. So because you specialize really in, at this point now, you're helping other moms, you're helping other moms be an entrepreneur. Um, and it doesn't even have to be a mom, but this is what you do. Because I, I think of, you know, equally so we have a female and a male and, you know, creating a product is not something that just women do, right? right. I mean, so there is the benefit of, of, of a male listener here. And the fact that you are um, helping people actually um, sell products on Amazon is again, not something that is gender specific. So I, I want to point that out, but I mean, I know that you, you definitely are niching into helping the mom and, and as a mom myself, I love that because I think women really need to, to be elevated and there needs to be some people out there that are holding their hands and guiding them. So I honor you so much for doing that. Um, so I want to break down this process because, well, obviously you're, you're coaching people. You're teaching people how to do it. We're not putting on a training here. There's no <laughs> way, right? So I wouldn't expect you to like really dive in deep here. But, um, you know, there's this process of being able to sell on Amazon and mm -hmm. make money, right? Mm -hmm. So I, the question I have is how easy or how hard is that to break into? You know, it really depends on, it's, it's, there's a lot of variables, but the easiest variable it's, it's the easiest way to figure it out is to go to amazon.com and start typing in some of the keywords that exist for your product and see if other people have been searching for it already. Mm -hmm. And so um, that, cause Amazon tells you, they tell you what people are looking for just by doing that one simple task. Um, but then another area is how much competition is there. Um, so if you have, if you're an inventor and you don't have any competition, um, this could be a great area for you to go ahead and start that niche in Amazon but you also don't want to list a product that has crickets. It has no one purchasing that product. So that's why I said there's a few variables, but um, there's different ways that people can break into it. You can manufacture, create your own product. You can wholesale, which is buying products from someone else at a discounted price and then reselling it on Amazon. You can private label it, which is similar to wholesale, except you're branding it with your own brand. And that way you're kind of separating yourself from the competition. Um, there's retail arbitrage where, you know, you go to Walmart clearance section, you find some products that are selling well on Amazon and that are, you're going to get a great rate and you put that on Amazon. So there's just different um, product selling models that you can apply to any platform, whether it's your own website or Amazon or eBay or whatever. Um, but the goal is to stay focused on the product selling model that works for you. So if that's drop shipping where you are um, someone else, you're, you're, you're selling product that someone else is going to ship on your behalf. 
um, whether that is print on demand, whether that is wholesale, that you stay focused on um, that model because what happens is that we get this, um, I call it the, what is it? The red shiny object syndrome where you're like, oh, someone's over here making $40,000 a month and they're doing drop shipping. I'm doing wholesale. Maybe I should shift over there. And then you shift over to drop shipping and then you see someone else doing retail arbitrage and they're doing 50,000 a month. And so you want to switch over to there, but you haven't given yourself time to figure out your own um, selling model that works best for you because we're so busy shifting at looking at whatever one else is making. You know, I hear that a lot with entrepreneurs and I deal with that with my own clients. And really what that is, is it's not really understanding your own core values. It's not really understanding your own lifestyle and what you're capable of doing with mm -hmm. the time that you have available. And I think that is a really important point to make because, you know, while there's lots of people that want to go into business and they have big big giant ideas. And I love that because we do need to be thinking big, you know, if we're really going to be able to make an impact on the world or even mm -hmm. an impact on our own family's life or own bank account. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, is we have to think first home. We have to think about what is best for my family, what is best for my lifestyle. So I love that you, you focus in on that and help your clients stay focused. Mm -hmm. um, but something comes to my mind and I'm thinking a lot about your niche, for example, and it doesn't have to be your niche, but it could be anybody. Um, so moms, for example, they may not have access to a lot of money. So mm -hmm. you mentioned a lot of different ways to get started with Amazon. So in order um, of the different ways to get started, what would be like the least inexpensive way? And then from there, you know, up the scale to more expensive. Yeah. So um, it, it really depends. Like, so, so you have time or you have money. And if you have very little money, you're gonna, you, you know, you're going to be spending more time. Um, and if you have a lot of money, you'll spend less time, but you'll probably spend some of that money <laughs> trying to buy you time because you're, you're yes. learning along the way. Um, so some of the, the, you know, minimal expense um, ways to get in is print on demand where you are creating different types of t-shirts or, you know, mugs or things of nature with your own um, slogans or um, logos. Logos are really do the best, but, you know, sayings really make a difference. And so you can get on there with that. Um, and there's different strategies around the different, um, different product selling models, but I'm just going to kind of run through um, some of the low entry. So low entry would be print on demand, um, drop shipping, and this is where you're housing for both of those. You're not housing any inventory. So those companies are going to be selling on your behalf, which means they're going to be branding the shipping packages as if it's coming from your brand, from your business. Um, and then from there, once you start to build some traction, you can branch out or you can just put your money back into ads or back into um, more designs. But you can go, go into um, wholesale. You can go into retail. Um, sorry. I thought I had everything disconnected, <laughs> but you can go into, um, you can go into wholesale resale because when you find your winning product, um, you know that, okay, this is my winning product It's making X amount every month It's continuing to grow. Let me go ahead and focus on, you know, getting this at a better rate because print on demand and, um, uh, drop shipping, you're not getting the best margins because you're not carrying any of the risk. And so when you, when you find what's winning, you want to get better margins, you jump into the wholesale and the resale, um, wholesale and private label. So those are some of the entry ways to get in. 
So just curious, so Amazon's been around for a while, and, and we realized mm -hmm. that when they first started, you know, they sunk in all of their money into ads, and then after a while, you know, they took over the world, and they don't have to do that, and they're very profitable. So we, we see Amazon as a company that's going to be there, mm -hmm. but that being said, we do realize that things happen, you know, Things change. We don't have any idea. So my question is, with your knowledge right now, what, how viable is in having an Amazon business for, you know, your, your family and your life? You know, it's, um, I, I have three pillars, like three pillars that I, I talk to my clients about. And that is building your own community, having a community to sell to, um, having a place for conversions, and that's going to be your own website. Um, and then having collaborations and collaborations is where you can also have your third party sellers where you have third party selling platforms like the Amazon, the eBay, the Etsy. Um, but it can also be working with influencers. It could be um, getting your voice out there on a podcast, whatever you, whatever you feel like a collaboration where you're going to be sharing someone else's audience. Um, so when it comes to Amazon right now, of course, Amazon is hot. Um, just like Google is, and they, they are buying more and more and more um, to, to make their presence known. And so if your product aligns with an Amazon, definitely go on there and, and expand um, to, to grab some of their community. But if you're more handmade, um, I know Amazon just added a handmade um, aspect to their, to their brand, but if you're more handmade or if you don't have the volume, because Amazon is all about volume, if you want to move a lot of products to make a lot of money. But Etsy could be a better fit for you if you're going to be um, handmade and maybe not be able to move as much volume. They have lower fees and things of that nature. So you may want to hop on there. So it really um, goes with what aligns with your product and your brand. Um, and you don't have to stick to just one. Like I work with a client right now and they're on 13 different platforms wow. because it's just as simple as a click of the mouse to connect mm -hmm. everything. Um, but... I can tell you that all 13 aren't making equivalent sales, but they have a presence on all of them. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, you know, with the theme of our season two of, of becoming bulletproof in our businesses, and that, that means that we're setting our businesses up in our minds, in our lifestyle, in our mm -hmm. habits, in, in a way that helps us to thrive and to become more organized and more clear. So, you know, you're a woman who has five kids and you've grown this business yeah. along the way with all of these kids. And I'm just imagining what it must have been like for you because there's a lot of people, I mean, myself included, you know, when we're talking about doing all these many things, like what you were mentioning about being, having a community and getting the word out and marketing and building the business up. And at the same time, you didn't even mention that raising kids, right? Mm -hmm. Having a marriage because you have to nurture that, right? Yes. So becoming bulletproof, how is it that you're able to like juggle all of these things? You know, that's probably everyone's question. And it, <laughs> because it is a lot going on, but mm -hmm. it's really, it, it's, it's as simple as honoring the season that you're in. I, 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 it's honoring the season that you're in and understanding right now, um, there was a season where I had a newborn, I had a toddler, I had a preschooler and, um, so I didn't have consistent eight to five hours. I didn't even have consistent school hours because they weren't in school. Um, and so I had to figure out how can I get the most done in the shortest amount of time. And so when my, when my windows came up, 
I knew what I was going to do. Like I was already formulated that list in my head. And then I gave myself grace because that list <laughs> never ends. <laughs> so I know. <laughs> yeah. So giving, giving, giving ourselves grace and say, okay, I've done what I can do, but now I need to go focus on my family and to go focus on this area. And then also having your family honor your, your work time. Cause that's, that's some sacred time as well. And so um, that took a little bit more massaging than, than um, making sure that I was prepared for my windows because I had to train my little ones. Okay. When mommy has his door closed or when the babysitter comes, you know, mommy has to get her work done or, you know, things like that. Or even, you know, talking to with my husband about business and getting his, his take on it. And um, he may have different ideas of where I'm taking it, but understanding that I'm, I'm running the ship. So I trump it all, <laughs> but making sure that, you know, that, we are whatever season you're in that you 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 aren't trying to live someone else's season mm, and i think that. that was one of the one of the hard parts because you know i'm on facebook i'm on social media i see people living a maybe a more simplified life from my perspective from what they're showing me and i'm and i could be sitting there thinking wow if i had their time what could i do and that kind of takes away from what I currently have. And so I really had to do like a little mindset shift and say, okay, we're all a lot of 24 hours, you know, like, so if I need to have more time, maybe I need more hands. Maybe I need to hire someone to help me out. Um, I don't want to take away that time from my family. I don't want to take away my, that time from X, Y, Z. So how do I make that work? And that's kind of where I began and, and how I continue that rhythm as the seasons change. That's so smart. And, and really what, what I'm hearing you say is, number one, you were organized enough to know, all right, what am I, I'm planning ahead now. What is it that I have to do? What are my most important tasks that I have to do just as soon as that window opens up? But the other part is training the people around you in your life to say, okay, this is really important to me. Honor me, honor my time, support me mm -hmm. and allow me this time to do this. And I think yes. that's, a, that's something that's so difficult for a lot of people to do because they don't, they don't feel valuable. You know, like, um, I struggled with this a lot where I would just take on, just take it on, just take it on. And, and I became burned out that mm -hmm. way because I didn't say no, I didn't honor this time. I didn't make it, I guess, serious. I'm putting my air quotes up here. I didn't take it serious. And I love what you did because you did, you took your business serious and you said, okay, I have to have a babysitter. I have to shut the door. Mm -hmm. um, I have to talk to these people. I have to even elicit my husband's help to support me because well, it's not very romantic. Come on, Andrea, right? <laughs> but, but at the same time, he's your best friend, right? Yeah. You wouldn't have married him and you value his opinion. And it's so wonderful that you're really bringing him in on that. And I imagine mm -hmm. that must make him feel really good too, that you did that. So I yeah. think that those things are super important if you're make, trying to make everything work because you're working from home, right? I am. I'm working from home. And, um, you know, I... I one of the things was when, when, I'm, when I was working in corporate, um, I had to compartmentalize my life. And I really did not want to have that same feeling when I worked for myself. So um, there are some times when my family, we're all doing this work-life 
um, family life thing homogeneously and we're just doing it all together. Like I'll go run errands with the kids. I'll go take them to the post office. They'll count things. You know, this is how it was in the beginning, but then there's also like creating entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes. I need to train them. Um, Cause they're going to, they're going to see how the, the corporate life works mm-hmm. like just naturally. So getting them to see what it's like for the entrepreneur side was definitely important for me. But then also, like you say, like, um, incorporating my husband in there. Like we, we think differently. Like I'm very, um, fly by night. Like I love to live on the edge of my seat and he's very practical. No. And so those things kind of balance out in entrepreneurship because I can't just do the things that I love the most. I can't just look at the parts of business that, you know, that thrive the most. I have to like take care of everything. And so his input really does help. Wow. Well, that's wonderful that you've made it work for uh, all these years. And Gosh, what's it been? Six years, at least five, right? Yeah, it's been almost 10. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, my oldest is almost 10. So yeah, it started out with her Ten as a years. baby. And she does not have eczema anymore, right? Uh, she has a little bit of eczema. She is still mild, so, but that is self-induced. <laughs> oh gosh, because she's eating the wrong things. She loves cheese, yes. Oh yes. yeah. But so, now she has to, she knows how to regulate it. I have to know now, after all is said and done, how is that product doing for you? It is doing well. It's still changing still? lives. It's still doing good. 10 yes. years. 10 years is still doing well. We've. I mean, of course, businesses have expected lumps and bumps. And I've, yeah, I've yeah. talked to several businesses doing multi-million dollars a year, a hundred thousands a month. And, and it's the same thing. You find your rhythm, you find your flow, and you also give yourself grace as you're figuring out new things. Cause I didn't go to school for this. <laughs> I uh-huh. figured it out along the way. So there you are, are the crash test dummy, and, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. That's so great. So I know your story has really inspired a lot of people. And and as I told you um, before, I had even thought about going into selling products on Amazon Mm -hmm. because I know, like you said, it's hot. It is something that's hot. And it, you know, we're we're thinking about um, how much time it actually takes. Mm -hmm. So like if someone were going to go into like a low entry point, um, you know, maybe drop shipping or something like that, whatever. Um, How much time would you say they have to invest into their day? Ooh, it depends on how how quickly you want to make money. (laughs) Good answer. Yes, it depends. (laughs) It depends. But, um, you know, there's, there's two ways that there's, there's more than one, more than two ways, but there's really two main ways. And that is, you know, ads are leading the way where you are buying your community or you're defining your, and that would be fast. That would be fast and that would also be expensive. Um, and that's an organic route where you're actually building your community. And when you have that community built, they are buying because of that no like trust factor. Mm-hmm. And so the organic route takes longer because mm-hmm. it takes a little bit longer to build that. And But the ads route is much faster, but you have to have some collateral up front. Um, and so it, it really depends on how much research you've done with finding a winning product. But once you've found it, you know, you can scale and go go beyond. So organically, are we talking the typical social media posts here? We're talking Facebook, not just social media, Facebook groups. It could be email marketing, Um, email, believe it or not, text messaging, um, even chat box are ways that people are still communicating. They're doing it really, really well. Um, Chat box has a really high open rate of like 80% plus because no one wants to miss their messenger, their messengers, messages from Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And then text messages has a pretty good open rate. Um, and then email marketing, believe it or not, is still doing really well. 
Um, but you have to build a list you to have do to, that. You can, have, you can build a list or you can buy a list. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, but it's also about, that's why I have that, those three pillars, which is building your own community, but also collaborations. And that's where mm. you are putting your brand and yourself in front of other communities to mm-hmm. where you can get, grow your list that much faster. Gotcha. Um, and that's why, you know, you, you have, you have social media, but you also have regular media where you have television, you mm-hmm. have just so many different outlets where you can get in front of other audiences, including influencers. That's if you have the money to invest in that. And, and I'm thinking about moms here too, or just people maybe that are in a nine to five and they're trying to build a business on the side, you know, how much, you know, if we were going to go in on one of those low entry points, you know, how much money would it even cost to get started in that? You know, it depends. <laughs> it depends, but but it all it also goes into your story. So if your story is is worthy, you can use Haro.net um, and and talk to different um, different publishers, different reporters, um, and get in their news outlets, get in their magazines, get on get in their blog posts. Um, you can go into Facebook group pods. It really depends on how bad you want it when you don't have a big budget. So, um, and it's going to take a little bit more elbow grease and that's completely fine. And actually, I think that's one of the better ways to start Mm -hmm. because it forces you to be creative um, and it forces you to figure out ways to make true connections with people um, so that you can go back and use that again and again and again. So, so what yeah, about many the, ways. the product itself, for example, you know, how, how much would it be to start a product? Um, well, so it, it depends, goes back to those, um, those product selling models, but let's say you decide you want to wholesale or you want, you want to sell a product retail and you actually want to house the product yourself. Um, you want to make sure you look at your margins, your profit margins to make sure that you have enough margin to where when Amazon takes out their fees, when shipping occurs, you still have a good amount left to where when you want to scale, um, something's catching on and you want to go from, you know, a thousand a month to 10,000 to 50,000 a month, um, that you have enough cash flow to buy that inventory. So looking at your pricing, making sure um, 4X minimum, but I really truly believe it's a 5X um, product to where whatever you buy, let's say you buy it for a dollar, then you need to be able to sell it at $5 um, Mm. minimum. Um, And so those are some areas to really look into. And there's, there's profit um, margin calculators that that you can Google and make sure that the numbers add up right. But then also when that money comes in, this is the part that people don't really talk about too much, but as you see those sales come in, um, not to put it directly into your pocket, you really have to make sure that you are diligent with putting aside money for your expenses, for your cost of goods, for your Mm. profit, for your taxes. (laughs) So come tax season, you have a little stash available um, to pay those taxes and and not have to worry about where's the money learning how to be a good business person. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So yes. could we throw out a number like $500 to get started if someone wanted to get started on Amazon at the lowest price point? Um, you, you know what? For the lowest price point, you could do even less than that. Um, the Amazon fees are about $40 a month so far. Um, then you have, let's see, if you do print on demand or you drop shipping, they may charge you um, another $40 a month to have access to their products. Um, and so then you, let's say you're doing drop shipping, you have the products there, you may want to have an ad budget. Um, so maybe $100 to start, $5 a day. Um, and then you're off to the races. So 
you could potentially get started for under $200 um, as this is elbow grease though. This is not all the bells and whistles of the different apps and different things you can connect and, um, and figure out, you know, how your competitors are doing or what's the best keywords, things of that nature. But that's just bare bones um, to get on there. Mm -hmm. You know, I could pick your brain all day. And you know what, I'm sure the listeners would love to be able to reach out to you and do just that, you know, because that's exactly what you do. You're coaching, you're consulting, you're teaching, right? Mm -hmm. So how can people uh, find you? Um, You can go to slayecommerce.com. And that's where you can get some goodies. You can get some freebies. Um, I even get my little black book of resources as well as um, you can even grab my book, which is the Busy Mom's Guide to Slaying E-Commerce. Um, just, a, just a few goodies on there uh, to get you started. And of course, if you're like, hey, I'm already selling. I'm doing great on my own website. Um, I want to make more sales, maybe tap into Amazon, but I don't have the time. I even have um, done for you services as well. Nice. Okay. That's terrific. I love that because a lot of people do want that. They want the done for you. They're like, Mm -hmm. please, someone just do this for me. I've got seven kids (laughs) or, or just the nine to five. Someone just wants a nine to five. They want a business, you know, and, and they want a low buy-in more or less. And they're not, they're not afraid at all to go and do that elbow grease, you know, with marketing Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but they do realize there's going to be some investment, but they just, you know, they, they want to do that. They want to have that done for you kind of program. So I love that you do that. So, um, oftentimes my guests have something special to give to the listeners. Do you have something that you would like to offer the listeners today? Yes, I have my, um, my black book of resources to get jump started on, um, on e-commerce first. If you're just doing Shopify, doing big commerce, um, basically on your website, um, to get you yourselves moving and flowing. So that is also at the slay ecommerce.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. That's very generous. I love that because I know people are probably thinking, hmm, you know, maybe I will look into that. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's, it's a fun thing, but um, just like with anything, it's going to take some work. It's going to take elbow grease. And, you know, it's, it's going to be really, really challenging to go from zero to 100,000 in mm. four days. So Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to put a lot of money into ads with that, yes, with the right copywriting, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right, right. So, so understand that will take some time. Um, but as long as you are dedicated to, um, this is not a get rich quick scheme. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually a, a job, a, a, job a real that, viable business. Yes. Yes. That you want to grow, um, and extend beyond just, um, selling, selling random products on Amazon. Well, I love your story so much, you know, that you, you started this business out of a need and you let your mind grow and think of how you could make a sustainable business. And you've, you've got entrepreneurship running through your veins for sure. Thank you you. so much. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and, and, and you being here to be able to share your, your value with the audience. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I truly enjoyed this and I really hope this has been helpful and inspiring for someone to jump in and um, take that idea they have and bring it to life or expand um, and sell more and help more people. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, 
If you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes, too. Or, if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps, too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.